my hope is that you find great value in what we're about to bring. So some back history on this. In February, March of 2021, I was approached by a publishing company to write a book. Naturally, I thought it was a joke, so I blew them off. They pursued me, so I submitted my ideas on what I would do in writing a book. They approved it, and in January of 2022, they published a book. In the course of writing this book, I interviewed CEOs of a lot of different companies. Um, we talked about overcoming the trials of starting a company, the, the trials of personal um, issues that they were going through, mindset, the development, the whole nine yards, and I just knew this content was fantastic. So. I created a podcast because I want to bring more people like who I was interviewing uh, to you. So we're going to go after CEOs. We're going to have to go power couples that own businesses together, um, relationship doctors and gurus and you name it, we're going to bring them on. And so the first of these episodes, I'm going to start off with a really good friend of mine. His name is Corey Benz and I've known him since I was five, not five years old, but in fifth grade. Um, a fantastic and fantastic entrepreneur, a great uh, father, a great businessman. Um, and we're going to start there. So how this is going to work is I'm going to only give you the first part of the interview. We'll let you marinate on that for a good week. And then the next week, we'll submit the second part of the interview. So then you can really engulf all that is being uh, shared and all that is being brought to you. So that's how we're going to do it. Um, we're just going to bring you what we got, a high energy, and hope you guys really appreciate it, uh, find great value of it, and uh, look forward to hearing your feedback. So here you go, the interview with Corey Benzen. Level. So my next guest is one that has been a childhood friend of mine. Um, I've known him ever since way back when his mom actually taught me how to swim uh, and became a lifeguard. So I've known Corey for quite some time. Um, and so he's going to, the purpose of him is the passion. And this, this whole section about is passion and how to use your passion to drive your purpose. And so Corey, thanks so much for being a part of this project. Um, I've, I've, Thank I've you. seen you for a long time. It's going to be a lot of fun. So first, what I'm going to do is just, I'm going to give you, you know, five minutes, kind of introduce yourself. Um, you know, you talk about your, what makes you, you kind of your history yourself, you know, but um you know, and then really we're going to talk about your why. So I'm going to give you like, you know, take five minutes if you want, not less, no big deal, but you know, yeah. the floor is yours. Well, uh, Corey Benson here, uh, born and raised in Salt Lake. Um, now I currently live in between Eden, Utah and downtown Salt Lake. I have places at both because we've got offices kind of split up. Today, I'm 43 years young and have two awesome kids. My my son turns 16 here coming up October 5th. So we've been teaching him how to drive and that's been a fun experience. My little girl is almost 13 here next on the 6th of September. She'll turn uh, 13. So both teenagers, uh, really, really good kids. Very like spend a lot of time with them. We have a lot, a lot of fun. I am divorced now. Um, been divorced for about nine years. She's remarried. Uh, luckily, we have an awesome relationship. I feel very lucky. Their their stepdad is a great guy and been a very good influence on my kids. And so for being separated, I think we probably have the best co-parenting relationship out of um, for being divorced that, that I've ever seen. So things are kids are good. Family's good. Um, for fun, a little bit about me. I mean, my motto in life is work hard, play hard. So I work extremely hard, but I like to play just as hard. And so we do with my kids and my friends. We're into all sorts of outdoor stuff. We boat a ton um, up at Pineview and Lake Powell's, more probably my most favorite place on earth, and surfing and also riding motorcycles and razors and love to fly. 
um, love to ride Harleys just, uh, just out and about. Um, so I, that's, that's pretty much the kind of short bit about me and, um, single right now. I, I tell people I'm married to my business and to my kids and there's not much uh, time other than that. So I'll try and fill right. the rest in with a little fun. Good. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Um, you know, we could talk about a lot of things and like we'd have a whole discussion about, you know, divorce and, and, and parenting, co-parenting. I mean, I was divorced for, for quite some time, remarried now, but this is about your passion. So help me understand first, I, I need to, you guys, you don't understand this guy, Corey is just became number 782 on Inc. 5,000 um, list. Now you may not think that's big, but here's, what's crazy. It's in the airline um, industry, a billion billion dollar industry. He is up against. It's actually, it's, our, it's actually in all companies. So this is an airline specific. So this is oh. the top five thousand fastest growing companies in America. So. I mean, if you're <laughs> if you don't get if you don't start taking notes, you're doing yourself a disfavor um, because this guy knows what he's talking about. So let let's start with this: Why airplanes? Where? Where did airplanes and the love for planes, where did that all come from? Mm. You know, it's interesting when I went, when I was going through high school and first we got to stop because I got to tell everybody a little bit about Cameron. So Cameron and I were really good friends, best of friends, fourth, fifth and sixth grade. And in sixth grade, we were competing for the same girl. And here comes the dance. And guess who lost? That was me. Cameron got to dance with her and I didn't. I still remember that to this day. Candace Green, she was smoking hot. <laughs> so, anyways, thanks for having oh, me part of this. There stuff. you go. I love it. I love it. Um, so, so Cameron, after I um, got out of high school, my whole goal was to go be a, a, a pilot. I want to be a commercial pilot. And I was going to take a year off uh, before going to any pilot training. And I was just going to race my motorcycles. I was racing motocross and I was racing street bikes at the time. And so I, uh, decided to get a job selling cars and um, that would give me the, the the funds I needed to go race. And what happened is I started excelling really quickly in the car world and started making a lot of money um, at a very young age. And so then I was like, well, shit, what do I do? I don't really want to go back and spend a hundred thousand dollars plus and get my, all the ratings I need to go be a, to go be a commercial pilot maybe I'll just key stay in the car industry and just buy one of my own airplanes and go to a little private flight school. And, and, and that's what I ultimately did. And, and I spent 15 years in the auto industry, um, everything from selling cars to managers, floor manager, finance, GSM, general manager. It, when I was 25 years old, I was running the largest dealership in Utah as a general sales manager. We had 60 salespeople, 15 managers selling 600 cars a month. And, and I was making more money than, than I was doing really well financially, yeah. Yeah. but I still had this itch. Like I wasn't following my heart or my passion of, of being in the aviation world. So I, I did get my pilot's license. I bought a little airplane and I, and as I continued to grow in the car world, I would flip airplanes on the side for fun, little Cessnas. I even bought one on eBay one time without even seeing it and, <laughs> it and whatnot. That's a funny story. And as I grew through the car industry, there would be, there was a couple different times that I just, there would be a hiccup. Um, I was changing to a different dealership and I was just scratching my head. I'm like, why don't I do what I want, really want to do? And I, before I was married, I, I almost did. 
I, I interviewed to go sell new Cessna airplanes. Um, this is when I was 24 years old is before I took the job running um, the big Dodge and Toyota dealership that I just mentioned. And um, I went out and interviewed and, and I just was so excited about it. I was going to move to uh, Long Beach. I was going to live in my big boat in the marina. And I was dating my <laughs> previous wife at that time. We weren't married yet, but that was the plan. I was just going to change my life and do it. Anyways, the interview process, there was some, they wanted to hire me, but they had to let go of this other guy. It's this long convoluted story that I just had to make a decision. So then I got offered this job that I couldn't pass up running that Dodge and Toyota dealership. So I took it and two weeks after he called me and said, okay, we're ready for you to move to California. I'm like, well, shit, I can't. Like I just took this new job. And so then, then fast forward and, and I, ended up owning a Ford dealership partners um, with um, another gentleman. And then I uh, went partners on another couple of used car dealerships. We had our bank and, and financially I was doing really, really well. Um, you know, I was able to, to live a great life and got married and had the kids. And, but every day I woke up, it was just still, it, I wasn't, I wasn't excited to go to work. I wasn't passionate about cars. I wasn't really passionate about the direction of the business. Meaning I liked, I liked growing the business, but I wasn't just in love with that industry. And, um, 2008, 2009 hit, and we had just built a huge, massive $5 million building for our new used car dealership. We're barely, I have two business partners at the time. We're barely making it work. We're, we're profitable, but just barely. Yeah. Where before we were making tons of money and our biggest argument between the partners is where we're going on the next vacation. Like it was fine <laughs> when everything was making money. Right. Our times were tough and the, our, the, the, the tension in the relationship got tough with my business partners. And, um, and I just, decided, you know what, screw this. I want, I want out. And so went through that. That was uglier than my divorce, actually divorcing than my business partner. Shit. I'll never <laughs> do that again. Um, but after that, it's like, okay, what am I going to do? And I, I just, we had a little bit of money saved up, not a ton, but we had enough. And, and my wife at the time was very successful. And, and she's just, she told me, she urged me, she's like, just follow your passion. Like, go, Go do what you want to do. So I started an aviation company. I had no idea what I was doing. Had no idea how the, the business worked. And my intention was just to become an aircraft broker, a salesperson, basically like a real estate um, agent. But my houses have wings, and there can be anywhere in the world. Right. And so I rented a little office. I talked uh, one of my sales managers at the car dealership to come in and and go with me and. And we just started cold calling. Like we got a list of aircraft owners and just smiled and dialed. And I remember getting my very first listing. I was so excited. And then it, and then it had no idea what to do with it or how to, how to work it. But I knew the art of sales. Yeah. At least somewhat. I mean, that's all I've really done. And so I just put all my eggs in the one basket and I was like, I'm going to do what I love. And even if I make less money, I would rather wake up and want to go to work than, than be making a shit ton of money and, and not enjoying my life. And so I took a big gamble. I left the car industry and um, I remember you probably heard the, I don't know if there's a book or a story. I don't even know if it's actually true, but the burning of the ships where the, they, they pull up and they're going into war and, and the, uh, 
leader of the of the army burns all the ships so they have no way to retreat so i yeah. I, I just i i ended up taking my i remember i was at snow base and i had a big cigar and i was with my buddy and we took our car salesman license and we burned it we're like this is there's no going back like this is my new life i'm going to follow my passion i'm going to find a way to make it work so that's where cb aviation started now we've rebranded to cb skyshare um and it's been a wild wild ride like um Again, I didn't know what the heck I was doing, but um, I feel like I'm rambling here, but it was it was such a relieving deal for me to finally uh, find something that that I was passionate about. I loved airplanes. I loved aviation. I loved the business aspect. And I tell my kids every day, like, find something that you love. If you if you find something you love and you have a good work ethic and you're and you're gonna bust your ass and work hard, the money will follow. And and there's I know I mean in my business I deal with the top half of the you know top half of the one percent in in terms of wealth that can mm -hmm. afford these big private jets that we're flying around. And there's a lot of a lot of rich people that are very unhappy. There's a lot of rich people that are miserable. And so money is not gonna provide you happiness in my belief. Um, you know, I might buy you a boat, might buy you some cool stuff, but, but if you have something that you're passionate about it and you follow it and you work it, you're like, it's, it's a whole different life switch for me. It was a, it was like, I was almost born again. Uh, um, my friends would tell me I've, I've never been a depressed person, but it was like this whole new energy that, that came about when I finally did something that, that I was passionate about. Dude, I, I, I mean, I, we could stop this entire interview just off of what you just said. I don't think people realize because, you know, I, when I was in the mortgage industry, you know, when you were dealing with the money transaction back and forth, you are right. I, I have met some of the most unhappy people who make more money than they know what to do with it. And you said something really key during that whole process is, is you would wake up you would go to a place that you hated. You had no passion about selling cars. You were you were wealthy uh, from a financial self, uh, standpoint. And you did this because, I, I don't know, I guess you were checking, like you said, you were checking boxes off. You got married, you had kids, that was fun. But you, you, the passion, that internal passion and drive was dying. And I, I think that is, it is so crucial for so many people that just because you have a ton of money doesn't mean you're happy just because you can, I mean, you can make money doing anything, flipping burgers. I mean, kids, we drive up the street all the time and I see kids selling, you know, pop and candy and popcorn and, you know, all kinds of fun things. And they just have this passion for it. Yeah. So I love that. I love that the passion drove you and kicked you right in your backside and said, do it. And you said something was amazing. You took a license and you burned it. And you said, there is no going back. You're all in at this point. You, you, you can't go get, you could have got a license, but at that point you burned your old and you allowed the newness to come in. You said, I'm, I'm allowing myself from hell, to hell or high water. This thing's going to work. And I love how you bootstrap this thing and you run it. And now it's just where it is today, man. That is so critical for so many people in this space that are trying to be that next level salesperson or that next level manager. It's, you got to go all in. So I, 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 this is kind of funny. I mean, I'm going to talk about this a little bit, but 
from all that experiences, I remember turning on the TV and the Discovery Channel, and they had this repo uh, TV show that was going for a bit, and they had this repo airplane, and I'm like, oh, this ought to be interesting. Just pure blue out of blue. And I go and I look at this guy, and I'm like, holy crap, that is my childhood friend, my best friend. There he is, Corey. He's ducking behind the counter. And the guy and the who the owner of the airplane, he leaves and he I see him running. I'm like, what is he doing? And all of a sudden he's on a plane flying. I'm like, this dude just repoed this airplane in broad daylight. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm like, I was I was calling my brothers and I was like, you have got to trigger figure out how to find this. So tell me about that experience. I mean, not that experience, but yeah. that experience of just that. And did that help? Did that help springboard you further? I mean, did you at that point were in the in the building of this business was it like, man, I could actually this is really going to take off, or was that yeah. a, a, a pivotal point? So, so Cameron, it's interesting because I I did a couple different TV shows. Um, I and and I'll back up a little. Like, I'm a firm believer that if you think of something and you believe it, like doors will just open. Um, and I'll tell you a story. This is still when we were very small. Um, I only had like three or four employees. I came to my team. I'm like, hey, guys, I think it's a good idea if we did this. I, I want to do a TV show. There's not a TV show about airplane or airplane sales. And there's at that point in time, there was King of Cars and there's House Hunters and there's all these other different reality shows about these different industries. And and so I said, you know, we're, we're not in a place financially where we can try and do something. Let's really work you know, over the next year and make this a goal of trying to create this TV show. So literally two days later, I get this call and, um, and this guy goes, Hey, I'm a producer from the discovery channel. And I want to talk to you about doing a TV show. And I about hung up on him because I thought it was my team playing a joke on me because they were kind of mocking me like whatever. And I started listening to him and, um, and it was a different storyline than, than I had thought of um, where my storyline was more along the aircraft sales route. This was more along the um, aircraft delivery, flying small airplanes all over the world. So I started talking to him and, and he had found my company through a Google search because we had had international offices, basically salespeople around the world. And so he's like, and, and, and again, it's just like how fate works. Or if, if you really believe and think about stuff, it just, it'll happen. So I'm talking to him and, and he's, and I was like, you've got a really friend, strong French accent. Where are you from? And he says, well, I'm our, our production company's in Montreal. I said, well, that's so weird. I'm delivering a plane in Montreal in two days. Um, let's, you know, let's, let's go to dinner. He's like, well, I don't know if we're ready to go to dinner, but I'll maybe meet you for a pre-drink just to kind of meet you. We're interviewing lots of people. Anyways, long story longer. I meet him in Montreal. The short drink turns into dinner and going out after. And, and during that, he's like, you know, we really, so the, 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 the TV show ended up being called dangerous flights, which was separate than airplane repo and dangerous flights. The, it was about, again, flying these small airplanes all over the world. So he's like, I need to be able to do one demo reel that I can show Discovery uh, that this is a real viable TV show. Right. So, uh, again, it's like how weird the world works. I said, well, how fast can you move? Because I leave for Australia in two weeks where we're taking a turboprop that doesn't have the range to fly um, over the ocean. So we're going to take all of the back seats out of the 
aircraft. We're going to put all these big fuel tanks in the, in the inside the airplane. We're going to have 2,400 pounds of fuel inside the airplane that's piped into the, uh, into the fuel system by this rinky dink Napa fuel pumps. Um, and, and it ended up, um, we filmed it. It ended up being the, the season one episode one of the, of, of dangerous flights. So, Dangerous Flights was a show that we did two seasons for with Discovery of Canada. It played throughout the world um, in in like on Discovery proper in the UK, in Europe, Asia, here in the US. It didn't have enough quote drama for Discovery US, so it played on the right. Smithsonian Channel. So not a lot of people know about it, but that and kind of led into Airplane Repo where I did that as well. And it was a really amazing experience, especially dangerous flights where um, I was able to touch 32 countries in three years of filming, flying these little airplanes all over the world, met some of the most amazing people and still dear friends with a lot of them now. And it just, it opened my eyes to some of the opportunity that, that is out there in business and, um, and, and opened the doors to some new avenues that helped, did help jumpstart the business and kind of put us on the map, our company name on the map. Um, so it was, it was quite the fun experience. So I used to brag to people and say, I'm famous in three places, Canada, Iceland, and my own head. <laughs> Man, I, yeah, I, you could, I mean, a whole segment could just be on that part because I remember seeing you doing that. I remember watching this going, if you guys haven't do it, YouTube it. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's one of the coolest episodes I've ever seen. And it did whatever lock, lackluster here in the US. I mean, if you're not, somebody's not dying or being shot in front of you, I mean, you know, yeah, it doesn't exactly. seem like it's the rating. But that episode was so cool. And I love, I love how you talk specifically about if you cast it out there, if you say it out there, it will come to you. It, it may not come right there and then, but it will come back. And I, I love that because you're, you're casting that passion out into the universe and the universe is going to respond, whether if you're religious, you're not religious, you know, you're praying and, you know, God help me. And, and it, it will always be answered. It will get come to you in the way and when you're ready to receive it. And I think it was cool. I do remember seeing you all over Dubai, meeting with people in Dubai. I remember I just, I follow, I've been following you for a long time and just seeing all the places you've gone. And I'm just like, man, it is so cool that how your love for what you do, because it's not work. Right. I mean, yeah, there's a financial there's a financial side to it because there always has to be a financial part when you're in business. But it's not work when you have that much passion. I think it's I think it's so cool that you, you keep referring back to it. So let me transition real quick.